Would you turn this evening to Second uh, Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and Hebrews chapter 10, and let's continue on with our teaching on faith. Anybody like faith besides me? I never get tired talking about faith. I know what it's done for me, the changes that are in my life. You know, so many just believe that... Uh, Whatever is to be, will be, and that's the end of it. And if God wants you to be healed, He'll heal you, and if He don't, He won't. If He wants you to be blessed, He'll bless you, and if He don't, He won't. And some even take that all the way to being born again. They say, well, if He wants you to be born again, you will be. And if He he don't, you won't. And it's just all up to Him. And that is not what the Bible teaches. The Bible reveals that a whole lot is up to us. And people that received in Jesus' ministry again and again, what did he tell them? According to your faith, be it unto you as you have believed, so be it done to you. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has saved you. I mean repeatedly, uh, time after time. Well, if it was that way with the ministry of Jesus, certainly it's going to be that way with any ministry today. Sometimes people like to leave the impression, well, Jesus just went about, you know, and he, and he just healed everybody and did what he wanted to do. And, and, uh, but there were times in his own hometown that because of their unbelief, he did there no mighty works. So it, faith was the determining factor, and it still is. And faith is a living thing. It is such that you, um, you don't stay at the same place. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. And though your faith might have been real strong in an area years ago, it may not be that way today. Because faith comes by hearing the word and you have to exercise it. Everybody say exercise. And uh, I was telling Phyllis just this past week, we were talking about a situation with some people that had... uh, you know, had heard a lot of the word and uh, they're in a, you know, in a, in a situation where they're needing to believe for something and you can just tell their faith is not there. And yet they have heard a lot of word. Well, why wouldn't their faith be there? They've heard. Well, it's just like this. If you just eat and eat and eat and eat, will it make you strong? <laughs> huh? Somebody said, well, man, I've been eating. <laughs> I eat morning, noon, and night. I eat all the time. But I don't. I think I'm weaker than I was last year. Well, it takes more than just eating to be strong. You also must. That's not a dirty word. It's not a bad word. You must exercise. And the same thing is with, with faith. You must hear. Yes, you must feed your faith on the word of God. Faith comes. Did you hear the word? Come. Didn't say it's how it's developed. It comes by hearing, but then it's developed by doing. Amen. Amen. And so one reason why you've got people that have been in church for many, many years, but still are very deficient in their faith is because they haven't been using their faith. They wait until there's some kind of a terrible tragedy and and then try to use it then, but you should have been using it every day. Right? 
should have been using your faith. And, and sometimes people, you know, here, here's a big need. They need $10,000. They need $100,000 by next Friday. But they, they never believe for $5. They never learn to believe for 10 You got to start where you are. I know Phyllis and I, when we uh, went to Ramah, we started out believing God for a tank of gas. That's where we're at. I needed, we needed a tank of gas to get to school in my little 1969 pickup, Chevy pickup. I named him Trigger. <laughs> I said, all right, Trigger, me and you going to get there. We live way downtown in the rough part of town, shoot them up alley. And I had to drive out of town to a suburb where the school was at, that suburb area, and then come back every day back to downtown. And our, we were greeted on our uh, inauguration of, of getting to, to town there by a motorcycle club coming by and siphoning all the gas out of my truck. That was our welcome to the city. And so the Lord blessed us and, and some relatives, actually Phyllis's mom and dad came by to visit the next day and, and felt led to buy us a tank of gas. And we were two tanks of gas. That's right. Praise God. But we started out believing God for a tank of gas, believing God for a pair of socks, believing God for a pair of shoes, not believing God for new church buildings. Hmm? You don't start there. You start believing God for $5 a month to send to the ministry we wanted to support and $10 a month. And then we got it up to 25 and then we got it up to 50 and then we got it up to 100. Then we got it up to 250 a month. Then we got it up to 500 a month. Then we got it up to 1,000 a month. Then we got it up to 5,000 a month. Amen? Didn't happen in a, in a year. Everybody say 20 years. 20 years. But what if you don't start believing for the five? So you got a lot of folk just waiting for something huge to fall on them. And just waiting. And just waiting. And just waiting. And just and hearing good sermons and taking good notes and waiting and waiting. And five years later, waiting and taking good notes and going to good meetings and shouting and praising God and taking good notes and waiting. And some people even get mad, get irritated with preachers. They're really irritated with God, but they don't want to say that. Preacher's the next best thing to take your frustration out on. Why is this not happening for me? Why don't I have this? Why has it been so long? Why, you're talking to the wrong person. Talk to the Lord. Right? And if you'll be open and listen, he'll tell you. But you may not want to hear it. He'll tell you things like, what are you going to do about what I told you 14 years ago? When are you going to start doing what I told you 20 years ago? Not too much shouting tonight. <laughs> but if you make the corrections, you'll get the blessing and there'll be a lot of shouting later. I said, I've come to the conclusion that one of the biggest problems in the church, in the whole body of Christ, is people simply failing to be doers of the word. 
not doing. Well, faith is that way. You want to you wanna have strong faith when something comes up that you're able to stand up and believe God, no matter how dark it is, no matter how bad it is, but you don't wait until something bad happens and then you're going to have super strong faith. You have to use your faith every day on the so-called little stuff. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Use it every day. You, you need to be believing for something. And don't be believing for something that's crazy for you. Like one fellow came, he'd been saved like, like a year, and he heard one message on faith, and he's going to believe for 10 million oil wells. <laughs> well, the Bible said all things are possible to him that believes. He said, well, it is. But you don't receive according to what God is able to do. You don't receive according to what God can do. You receive according to what? According to your faith. And that fell out, you know, his faith wasn't there. <laughs> so I said, you'd need to hear from God about that. Right? Would you even need that? Some, sometimes people think, well, I need this. And it's, that's not the thing that really uh, you should be looking at. Uh, you don't always need money. You could get the thing. Right? It's not all about the money. Sometimes there are things, times I thought I needed to buy something and uh, it worked out. Somebody let me use one and I only needed it one time and that was it. Well, that's better than the other, than having something I had to maintain afterwards. Well, anyway, you need to be believing every day. Are you in 2 Corinthians 4? I started the message before I read the scripture. You going to deduct any points off of me? For that, <laughs> the reason that's funny is because, see, I used to teach in a Bible school, and that was part of my job was uh, critiquing people on their second year. They'd have to preach once in the beginning of the year and once in the end of the year, like a 12-minute message, and one of the instructors, there were hundreds of them, you know, uh, would get different groups, and you'd have to critique them on what they did. And... Uh, of course, they'd have their outline, and I'd have a copy of their outline, and we always tried to be gracious, because, you know, I remember the first time I ever got up to speak. But uh, this one fellow, bless his heart, he didn't prepare. He just kind of, he's going to wing it, you know. And uh, I believe in being led by the Spirit, absolutely. You I mean, I got a whole book full of notes here, but I, I hadn't said anything that's on them yet. <laughs> Tonight. Maybe we will. But that doesn't mean you're not supposed to prepare. You're supposed to prepare. And you need to be continually putting into yourself, so developing a reservoir of word and, and illustrations and understanding that the Holy Ghost can pull from. He can't bring something to your remembrance if you never heard it. <laughs> How are you going to remember something you never read? And uh, this fella got up and he just, he was a little proud about some stuff. And he got up and he, he's going to, man, he's going to knock everybody out of the seat. You know, he, he's going to blow the top off his thing. And he, he said a few dynamic statements and then he just looked around. He looked at me, he looked at the crowd and he said, this is hard. <laughs> That's what he said. And then he looked back and he, he said the same thing he'd already said again. And then he stopped and he said, this is really hard. 
<laughs> and that's all he said. He said this is hard about 13 times. Man, this is hard. I didn't know this was so hard. It sure looked easy when these other guys got up and did it. And so I'm critiquing him. Of course, he didn't get the best grade. And uh, uh, I said, uh, did you not prepare? And he said, well, I just, you know, it looked mighty easy. He said, you guys get up and do it every day. It looked pretty easy. And <laughs> so he found out. So y'all may deduct me a couple of points on that first part. Second Corinthians 4, are you there? Second Corinthians 4, 13. Second Corinthians 4, 13 says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Everybody say the spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Same spirit of faith. Be turning, please, to Hebrews 10, if you have your place there. We've been teaching for some weeks now on Friday night about the spirit of faith. And uh, he's saying that the same spirit of faith that was in Moses, that was in uh, Abraham, that was in Joseph, uh, that was in David, that spirit of faith that was in Jesus himself, that same spirit of faith is in you and I. Well, that's wonderful. I said, that's wonderful. That's why you and I are overcomers and more than conquerors. What is it? The scripture said, this is the victory, 1 John said, that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What can get you out of a bad situation? Faith Faith in God. Somebody said, well, God can't. Yeah, but he needs your faith to give him a legal right to do for you what's not being done for somebody else. God's not moved by needs. He isn't. No matter how much you need something, how desperate you are, that doesn't move him. There are needs all over this planet. If God was just moved by needs, miracles would be happening all over the globe. Just instantaneously. But no, God's not moved by needs. He's not moved by crying and begging. He's not moved by you feeling sorry for yourself. He's not moved by desperate situations. You've seen people in desperate situations just go down the drain. But we've also seen miracles. Well, then how is it that God would move for some and others it doesn't happen for? And here's where people start philosophizing and saying, well, you just never know. (laughs) God's mysterious. Some he heals, some he doesn't. We just don't know why. What could it have anything to do with us? You know, it's amazing how people don't want to even look there. Could it have anything to do with our faith? And the answer is absolutely, emphatically, resoundingly, yes. Yes. Our faith is such a big factor. Well, let's talk some more about our faith. He said in Hebrews 10.35, cast not away your confidence. That's a faith word. When you have faith, you have confidence. Anybody in faith about anything tonight? Are you confident that it's happening? Hmm? Maybe you believe you have received inside, but are you confident that it will happen out here? Hmm? That's a little weak. Anybody in faith about, are you believing for something? Are you in faith? Then do you have confidence inside that this is happening? 
Whatever, maybe you're believing to pay off something or, or get something or do something or give something. Just be, everybody say confident. And don't cast it away. Even though time passes and situations change, don't cast your confidence away. Verse 36, you have need of patience. You got to stay with it. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live, how? By faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So we talked about in, time, in, in sessions past that faith steps out. Faith doesn't draw back and hide and cower. Faith steps out. Won't you say that? Faith steps out. Faith, he went on to say, is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So if you're in faith about it. You haven't seen it, you haven't felt it, and it hasn't happened yet in this realm. If you see it, you can't be in faith about it. If it's happened, you can't be in faith about it. I'm talking about in this physical realm where we see and feel. Here, hear people say, well, if I see it, I'll believe it. Now, it'd be too late to believe it. Right? If you see it, you can't believe it. Believing is only before you see. Believing is only before it happens. If you're in faith about it, you don't see it or feel it yet, and it hasn't happened yet. It, it is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. They were spoken well of by God himself. Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which were seen were not made of things that do appear. God framed the earth, the heavens and the earth, all that is made with faith-filled words. You and I are to be imitators of God. We frame our world with our words. Amen. Amen. If you're smart, you'll be prophesying faith things over you and your life. I mean, just get up in the morning and for no, no other reason except that it crossed your mind. Get up and stand in your living room and say, I'm doing well. I'm going to do better. Hallelujah. I'm increasing. Amen. All my children are going to serve God. Amen. 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 I'm going to live a long life and do all the will of God. Amen. I'm going to be a blessing. Yes. You frame your world with your words, good or bad. You need to talk like that. You are, what you're having today is a result of what you've been saying and believing for the past years. If you want to change it, you need to change what you're believing and change what you're saying. Amen. 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 We're coming up. Everybody say, Branson Branson. is doing well. Going to do better. better. We have not seen seen. our best years. years. They're in front of us. The The economy in this area is improving, increasing, mightily. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Believe it. Say it. If other folks say something else, well, we need to just swallow up their unbelief and, and override it. We can't just, you know, believe everything for them personally, but we live here too. Right? And the economy of this place affects us. And uh, we, we pray for our state and our area. We have more right and authority in our town and state than anywhere else. 
Hebrews 11, keep reading. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. So we saw that there's faith to give. Enoch walked with God. There's fellowship faith. Verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We've been talking the last couple of sessions about brother Noah. You know you're going to meet Noah sometime? (laughs) Won't be long. Even if you live to be over a hundred, it won't be long. It's like a vapor. It's here and it's gone. And next thing you know, you might be talking to brother Noah. He said, Noah, how long did you work on that boat, brother? Was that tough? What was going on? He can tell us the whole deal. Sometimes people talk about losing loved ones. Not if they're saved. I said, not if they're saved. You didn't lose them. They just relocated to a very, very real place. How many believe heaven is just as real as Branson? Only nicer. Much. It's a very, very real place. And they're alive. I don't refer to my relatives in the past tense. Because they're not past. They're just as alive or more than I am. Amen. We need to live in the reality of these things. Sure, you miss people if loved ones have gone on before you do. If they were saved, you know they went to be with Jesus. And uh, yeah, you miss them, but you shouldn't sorrow like those who have no hope. Because we know it's just a short amount of time before we see them again. Amen. And if they moved to Australia, we wouldn't cry every day like we'd lost them forever. We might cry because we miss them, but not like we lost them forever because we know they're not gone. We're going to see them again. Amen. Amen. Makes you rejoice. That's why the scripture said comfort one another with these words, didn't it? That's exactly how it's going to be. Well, keep reading. Noah had preparation faith. Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Faith gets ready. Everybody say faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Now let's go on to the next one tonight. It says in verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. We've heard that word already tonight. He obeyed and he went out not knowing where he went, whether he went. By faith, he sojourned, he was a traveler, in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, in tents, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We were just talking about that place. Amen. Is it real? Is the Lord preparing right now a place? Didn't he say, I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go, I'm going to do what? I'm going to come back again so I can receive you to myself. And he didn't say in my father's house are many efficiency apartments. (laughs) He didn't even say in my father's house are many condos. What did he say? mansions 
Whoo, glory to God. Mansions. <laughs> Everybody say mansion. But did he teach us to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Does he have two separate wills, one for earth and one for heaven? Then it couldn't be God's will for you to have a mansion on earth. But he does want you to have one in heaven. Can't be that way. And we say, well, I don't believe it. Well, you won't be bothered with one. Because <laughs> mansions don't just fall on you. <laughs> well, I might as well change gears. I see that right now. <laughs> you know, I think one of the first phrases that so many Christians are going to have, as soon as they get out of their body and they get to heaven, they're going to go, oh, you mean I could have, and I could have had, and I could have done? Oh. And the Lord's going to say, I told you. I had Keith stand up one night and tell you about mansions. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> no. God's a good God. Amen, we've already talked about the best is not just for somebody else, it's for the willing and the obedient. In God, Abraham had faith. We know that. He's called the father of faith. In Romans 4 it talks about. And he is mentioned here more than once in this 11th chapter of Hebrews. It's one of the first major times that he is. And how do we see Abraham's faith manifested? By faith, Abraham did what? Hmm? What does it say? Read it to me again. By faith, he did what? By faith, Abraham obeyed. Faith obeys. Listen to these phrases in the New Testament. I mean, this is four different scriptures in the New Testament that link this language together. Acts 6, 7, don't turn there, just listen. Acts 6, 7 talks about people being obedient to the faith. Romans 1, 5 says we've received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith. Romans 10, 16 talks about people obeying the good news. Romans 16 says uh, the commandment of God has been made to all nations for the obedience of faith. Everybody say obedience Obedience. of faith. Faith. Does obedience and faith go hand in hand? Let's go back to Genesis real quickly. Genesis, the 12th chapter. This is the the original account of uh, what's being referred to in Hebrews 11. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, are you there, Genesis 12, everybody? Get you out of your country and from your kinfolks and from your daddy's house to a land I will show you. When's he going to show him? (laughs) What do you mean, leave and not know where you're going? 
Do you see why he picked Abraham? Do you know most people would not have done that? Sometimes people see other folk blessed and used of God and increased and promoted and prospered. And they, and they, say, they leave the impression, well, I don't know why God blessed them like that. He just, they imply that God is a respecter of persons almost. But there's a reason why God uses people. He finds people that will obey him. People that will step out. People like you. Let me give you another chance to amen that real good. I said he he chooses people that will obey him. People like you. Yeah. That's the people that get blessed. That's the people that get used. We've talked about this uh, not too long back. About how the scripture says many are called. But what? Few are chosen. Why is it that just few of the many called wind up being chosen? Well, we read in Revelation, if you remember what was a week or two ago, Revelation 17, I believe it is. He talked about that those with him, with the Lord, were called and chosen and faithful. The faithfulness made the difference between just being called to being called and chosen. Everybody say faithful. It takes faith to leave everything you know. Leave all your friends and kinfolks. I know we've done it. Twice now. (laughs) And if the Lord said do it again, we'll do it again. For one thing, I'm catching on. (laughs) Every time we've done it, we've been blessed. We've been promoted. Things have come up. I know when Phyllis and I left our home in uh, Mississippi, we looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. I kid you not. We had our little belongings tied on the back of Trigger. Remember Trigger? And Phyllis had a Vega, which is almost a car. <laughs> that thing finally died one night out in the Delta, Mississippi. And that's right. And y'all came, Uncle Jerry, and, and uh, de- her dad came and got us. It probably looked like drowned rats out in the middle of the Delta. Helped us get another car, too, for which we were thankful for. And uh, we went out, man, not knowing where we were going to stay. We didn't have a place to stay. And not much money, either. And uh, we stayed in hotels a couple of nights, cheap as we could find. And, and, uh, you know, of course, the enemy tries to tell you, you're going to starve out here. You You don't know anybody. Nobody knows you or cares. You little dumb country boy out here in this city. What in the world are you going? What were you thinking? But if you obey, you'll eat the good of the land. We've been doing it for years now. Amen. Didn't happen overnight. But as the years pass by, the Lord just blesses and blesses, increases. Everybody say obey. obey. He said to Abram, he said, yes, Lord. He said, I want you to leave daddy and mama. I want you to leave the county you grew up in. I want you to leave everybody you know, and I'll show you later where you're going. (laughs) And you know what Abram did? He rented some U-Hauls. So to speak, whatever it was of his day. 
He he had some stuff already, but he's he's out there loading it up. And neighbors come by and said, "What's up, Abe? You going somewhere? Man, you sure get loading up all your stuff." He said, "We're moving." Nah, you leave it. Yeah, we're moving. How far? What, you moving across town or something? No, I think further than that. <laughs> what do you mean you think? Where, where are you moving to? He said, well, I don't know yet. <laughs> don't you think? But now, now, he was a wealthy, powerful man, so they probably didn't say it to his face. <laughs> but they probably got around the corner and said, he's lost it, man. He's moving his... Moving his whole family and all his livestock and all his employees. Don't even know where he's going. The man don't know where he's going. How'd you even know what highway to get on? (laughs) Well, he just had a witness about going east or north. Yeah, yeah, northeast. (laughs) Seems good. So here they, they launched out. Now, what does it take to do that? It takes faith to do that. That's why he's in the book, friends. That's why he was called the friend of God. The Lord didn't just tell him to do it. What happened? Verse 2. He didn't just tell. Now, we've read already. You must believe that God is. And you must believe he's a what? rewarder of them that diligently seek him he told him you go ahead and leave and and I verse 2 am going to make you a great nation I'm going to bless you I'm going to make your name great and you will be a blessing and I'll bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed boy that was tall talk for where he was at the time but he believed it how do we know he believed it? Read the next verse. <laughs> so Abraham left town. Not knowing where he and, and he was a young sprout too, right? Of course, young folks don't mind pulling up like that. <laughs> but you understand, I'm 60 years old and I, you know, I'm comfortable. He was 75. He was well established too. Right? He had tenure. He had friends. (laughs) He had his reserve place out at the the club where he golfed. (laughs) The reserve seat at the restaurant where he went all the time. I know he didn't have exactly those things, but he had something comparable to it. Every generation has, right? Whatever it was, he was just as comfortable as anybody's ever been after 75 years of being in a place some people say, "Well, yeah, but you—you you know, that's all right for you young folks." But you know, no, I'm—I'm too—I'm too old to be running around the country doing stuff. Are you saying you're too old to obey God? No. no you don't want to say that. You're never too old to obey God. Amen. Hmm. And you got to be willing to even hear Him. You got to be willing to do anything He wants you to do. If it's stay, stay. If it's go, go. But you got to be willing. Some say, well, I'm retired. Not from serving God, you're not. <laughs> you never retire. You, well, when the trumpet sounds. Or when you slip out of your body. You're retired from the work down here. But till then, you need to be doing what the Lord's telling you to do. 
So that's the blessing. And he did it. He stepped out. And I'm telling you, it was an interesting trek for him. Go back to Hebrews 11. Let's read about what the Lord told him. Hebrews 11 again. Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Faith is a giver. Faith is not walking by what it sees or feels or doesn't feel and see. Faith frames its world with its words. Faith has a good report. Faith pleases God. Faith overcomes the world. And and according to this, faith does what? Faith obeys. Say it out loud, please. Faith obeys. Say it one more time. Faith obeys. Now, now here, faith obeyed. What's the next phrase? By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and did what? He didn't just talk about obeying. He did it. A lot of people talk a good talk, but when it comes down to it, I know of, I could name several people right now. The Lord dealt with them exactly like he dealt with Phyllis and I. About leaving and going to school and a couple of them the same school. He dealt with them exactly like he did us. And and they told the Lord, well, Lord, I don't know how we can. If you'll help us and get us out of debt and get us some money to go, we'll do it. Well, he did. And then they decided not to go. I, I'm, I, can, I can name all four or five people right now. And they've had trouble in their life too. So many times people get right to the door. They get right to the edge of something. And then they draw back. And they think, how can I do that? I don't know. It takes faith. You don't know how. What's the next phrase? Abraham, he obeyed and he did what? He went out. What's the next phrase? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Not Knowing. People want the Lord to sit down with them with their daytimer. And explain it to me. Explain it to me. Show me. He's not going to do it. He'll open the door and he'll say go through there. And you'll look and go. What's in there? (laughs) What's on the other side? And there'll be silence. Nothing. Because you know all you need to know if you're going to walk by faith. If you could see everything ahead of time, you knew where it's all coming from, you knew how it's all going to work out, it wouldn't require faith. Everybody say not knowing. Not knowing. The Lord ever dealt with you to give money? And you're going to use that money for something else? And so then you don't know how you're going to take care of everything. I've more than once I've had the Lord, we had money that we were, in, in our mind, it wasn't, we didn't take up an offering and it was a designated for that. If that's how it is, it goes for that. But just in our mind, we were putting back a little bit and we were thinking, well, we'll, we'll use that for this. And the Lord deals with us, deals with us, sow that to so and so. And, and it's coming up in a month. And you're thinking, well, how am I going to, you know, how's that going to happen? I mean, if we go ahead and give this, but you know, we ought to be able to trust the Lord by now. Amen. 
haven't we? We should have seen this again and again. He's not trying to take anything from you. If he tells you to do something, he's got a plan. He already had a plan before he ever told you to do it. And people don't give because they, you know, they're they're looking at their pocketbook and they're going, well, yeah, but now if I give that, I got this coming up by the end of the week, and I got that coming up at the month, end of the month, and uh, oh, I, I can't do that. I can't. So they put it back and get the the five, and and don't obey God. Why? Because they can't figure out how I can get it back in time. Well, then you'd have never left town. You wouldn't be in Hebrews eleven. Everybody say, not knowing. knowing. He went out not knowing. Does that impress you? Does that do anything for you? Went out not knowing. Oh, this excites me because I've done a little of this. (laughs) When we, uh, we got up here to Branson, we came to Branson not knowing. Never met y'all. We didn't know where y'all were. But the Lord dealt with us about Branson. We got up here and got in a place and prayed and prayed. And, and the Lord dealt with us to take this step. And we're thinking, well, okay, but what then? <laughs> and there was no answer. Dealt with us eventually. Get this place. One fellow asked us, well, how many people you got in your congregation? We said, uh, this many well then how are you going to take care of it I mean how are you going to pay the electric bill how are you going to do this and how are you going to do that I mean you got no guarantee if two people are going to come or five or ten or you don't need a place like this for twenty people everybody say not knowing not knowing you know a couple of years ago the Lord dealt with me to go to school Learn how to fly a jet. And I didn't have one. Even some of my board asked me, if they were, well, we don't have one yet, right? And I said, no. <laughs> you want to go now? I said, yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to go now. So I went. And it was tough. I was there for, what, three, over three weeks? Night and day. Came out. And, uh. I've got, got, you know, got my type rating on that particular airplane and I'm ready to go, just uh, no jet. But then two weeks, was it two weeks later, some people said, uh, we'd like, for, you know, if you come and have a meal with us. And we said, okay, we knew them. And uh, we were having a meal and they said, the Lord's been dealing with us for a year to give you this airplane. Amen. And so they did. Amen. A jet. And I'm ready. I was ready. I was ready. I mean, I was ready that day. It was a lot of fun. Wasn't too long after that. You remember that day? I went up there and got it and we flew it home. We flew it. It was raining. It was bad weather. And I flew it. I flew it in. Left seat. Me. (laughs) Flew that baby in. Popped her down. Glory to God. Why do you do it? You're not going to know why. Or why now. But faith will go ahead and obey anyway. 
I said, faith will obey anyhow. It'll just go ahead and do it. Not knowing why. Not If you have to understand before you're going to move out, you're not going to follow God. You're going to always be drawing back, always waiting to see how it'll all figure out before you'll take the step. No, when you've heard from him, when he says step out, when he says do this, when he says get ready for this, faith will get ready. Faith will prepare. Can you say amen? Faith will obey. Not knowing, but knowing God. Not knowing, but knowing God's faithful. Not knowing how, but knowing that God has never failed me and he's not going to start now. It'll have to work out some way. Amen. And, and when you do that, you can leave your home, leave your kin folks, leave your stuff, not even know where you're going and yet still not be distressed. Be in rest about the whole deal. Now see, that's supernatural, isn't it? When you don't know how the money's coming, you don't know how it's all going to work out, and yet you can still lay back and go, well, I'm not worried about it. The Lord told me to do this. Now, here's the big question. Did he tell you to do it? <laughs> Make sure of that one. But once you got that, resting in the fact that it's all going to be all right. Hallelujah. I don't know your heart. You don't know mine. The Bible talks about no man knows the things that are in him. Save the spirit of the man. You can live with somebody. You can be around somebody a long, long time. And not know a lot of things about them. Especially things that God has said to them inside. Or dealt with them inside. If uh, the Lord has dealt with you. To do a thing. And you have not done it. Let's think about this thing tonight. Life is short. And uh, playing it safe, as you call it that, can cause you to miss God's will for your life. A lot of people, they, they know God dealt with them to do a thing, and yet they just keep putting it off. And just keep putting it off and waiting for a better time. And, and uh, in Ecclesiastes, one translation says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. There's always some reason why it's not a good time if you listen to the enemy. Let me pray over you. Father, I thank you so much that you are our faithful, faithful God. Faithful provider. You've never failed us. Though many have failed you, not obeyed you, not not come through for you. You don't want any condemnation. You don't want anybody feeling guilty. But you do want all of us obeying. Because you don't want us to miss out on what you have for us. And you don't want us to fail to do what we're supposed to do. Because other people's lives would be touched as a result. Pray this after me out loud, everybody, please. Father God, thank you for your mercy and your goodness to me and my family. You've been so merciful. So long-suffering, so patient and kind to me and mine. If there is anything that you've told me to do that I have not obeyed, I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to remind me of it. Make it clear to me. Make it plain to me 
Cause me to see it. And know it. For sure. And by your grace. I purpose. To not draw back. To not be afraid. But to trust you. And obey. And step out. Because I know. You won't let me down. You won't leave me hanging. You won't let me go down. You're faithful. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.